Welcome to the Bad Boss Brief, a strategic guide on how to not be an asshole at work. We'll tell you about bad bosses, how they can be handled, how to tell if you happen to be one. An executive and an executive coach, both artists working in advertising and marketing for more than two decades, are here to advise you on the ins and outs of office environments. The Bad Boss Brief is your ultimate guide to navigating any employment landscape. Without any further ado, here are your hosts, Eugene S. Robinson and Stephanie Payrollo. Welcome to the Bad Boss Brief. I'm Stephanie Payrollo. And I'm Eugene S. Robinson. <laughs> a couple of I'm, weeks. I'm the Ed McMahon here. There you go. <laughs> Happy to have you. A couple weeks ago, we got a suggestion from a listener named Anna that we do a show on the passive aggressive boss. And that <laughs> is what we're going to talk about today. But Which, I realized- as you know, is my special is my specialty. Yes, and we're gonna and we're gonna talk to you about it because what I realized is that passive aggressive behavior is at the one extreme end of the spectrum. But mm. at other parts of the spectrum are bosses who are more conflict averse or mm. conflict avoidant. And I think that there are problems with each one of those. So we're going to start mm. with passive aggressive, talk a little bit more about conflict averse, and then Eugene, you get to be on the hot seat and we're going to talk about why you passive aggressive in the past. It's so funny that I should be on the pop seat. I, you know, I get, fine. I guess it's fine. I guess <laughs> you should do you and I'll just sit here. You know? <laughs> So let's start at the extreme end with the passive aggressive boss. And I looked up passive aggression because it's something that people talk about so easily. But according to psychology today, passive aggressive is a way of expressing negative feelings such as anger or annoyance indirectly instead of directly. Passive aggressive behaviors are often difficult to identify and can sabotage relationships at home and at work. Instead of getting visibly angry, some people express their hostility in passive aggressive ways designed to hurt and confuse their target. Unquote. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you say that, 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 that like that's a bad thing. My response whenever I deal with passive aggressiveness is always to just, it, it's an interesting conversational affectation because it causes you, if you are aware and have ears and eyes to hear, to check to see if what you heard is really what you heard and how it was intended, which means you're now really paying attention. So it's probably an unhealthy way to make sure people are paying attention and many people probably won't be paying attention so they'll never get it and you'll spiral down into horribleness. But, you know, for people who are paying attention, like, you know, with with the attitude and bearing being, are you kidding? You're, you're kidding. No, you're not kidding. And then you can get to the heart of what it is. But you know, when it's a boss employee relationship, it gets weird. Well, and I think what's, you're not, it's not an even playing field. Yeah. And I think what's also confusing is that inherent in the maneuver is gaslighting is trying yeah. to get people to pretend you're not doing the thing that you're actually doing. And I think women are particularly susceptible to that behavior. The it's, it's, it's not me, it's you. Right. And so some of the ways that passive aggressive behavior can show up is, uh, you know, somebody who doesn't actually get angry with you, but they forget to tell you critical information that you need to do your job. They forget a deadline. They forget Mm -hmm. to finish an assignment. Um, Sometimes Mm -hmm. they just forget you. I one time had a boss give accolades to my entire team, except me. Hmm. And I had actually. What what, what was the circumstance? it It was a sales team. 
And this particular boss was irritated because, you know, in in sales, you have an annual number, right? And they didn't know what they were doing when they gave me my annual number. And I knew what Mm -hmm. I was doing. So I set a number that I thought was attainable. And I made my annual number in February. Mm -hmm. That was two months into the year. I hit the Mm -hmm. number I was supposed to hit in December, which meant they had to pay me a bunch of money. And she was mad. Mm-hmm. And so instead of dealing with like dealing with it in a more direct way, she tried to get me to leave. And one of the things that she did is she took the entire sales team and I was making the most money of anybody and gave each one of them raises and accolades and had them stand up until the only person still sitting down was me. Oh, oh. And I was like, you know, like, okay, give it your best shot. You still have to write me really big checks. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. What the thing, and I think the challenge for me is that I am aggressive, aggressive. If I'm mm-hmm. angry, everyone, you know, within the zip code is going to be aware of that mm-hmm. fact. And so mm-hmm. I find passive aggressive behavior to be really, it's distracting. And I do mm-hmm. have that, that double check of like, wait, is this is this me? Did I miss something? Is this what right. what is actually happening? And I think the idea of that's because you're paying attention. Yes, that is true. And and I think you know the the idea of like missing people. Like I had a this is a story, true story, so mm-hmm. odd. Years ago, I was working on a new business pitch, and we had mm-hmm. the pitch team, which I think was like eight people, and we were pitching a product that was geared exclusively towards women. And right. so the the president, who was also the executive creative director, took us Correct. into a room, sat right. us all down and said, okay, here's what we're going to do. And here's how we're going to win the pitch, all blah, right. blah, blah. He said, wait, wait, we're going to need a woman on the pitch team. And he looked around the room and I thought he was joking because I was sitting right in front of him. I am not mm-hmm. a small woman. And mm-hmm. he's looking around and I said, um, I am a woman. <laughs> I like how you had the question mark at the end. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, well, I mean, we're getting another woman. Uh You know, and at the time I just thought like, okay, another weird ad story. But I think what I realize now is that he was angry with me. And so he just erased me. And even when I called, put myself back into the frame, right? Using that Mm -hmm. little, you know, like right here, Mm -hmm. my voice Mm -hmm. going up. He still said, well, we'll need another woman. Like somehow yeah, I yeah. wasn't recognizable as a woman. Right, I didn't right. I didn't fit the profile of female in some way. And what I mean is that like in those passive aggressive moments, it's such a weird situation that it's easy for some of us, me, other women to be like, it must be me. Maybe I don't mm-hmm. prevent so whatever. And I just, I think it's interesting because as I think about this and as I look at some of these, I realize that that passive aggressive kind of gaslighting behavior probably happens a lot more times than I realize looking back. Yeah. I, I also too, it, it just makes me think in that story, something that I've come to call the chimp chill out. And I don't know if you've ever spent much time about subhuman primates, but when they've had enough of you, they just look away because it's like easy, like, you know, and this is with autistic kids as well. When they, when it's too loud, too noisy, they just kind of redirect. And, and I, and I have to say that the numbers of times 
that I've been passively aggrieved, <laughs> aggressed upon. It's been, uh, strangely enough, mostly by people who don't perceive themselves to have real power. So it's not happened to me from bosses, but it's happened to me by people who were, let's say, boss adjacent. Uh, if you if you're familiar with you know corporate terminology, usually on a dotted line with me, or 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 maybe not too far above me. People who are generally unsure of their position who, who do that. I've had bosses, in instance, uh, the CEO of Intel after Andy Grove. Um, uh, whose name now slips my mind, a guy from Arizona, was trying to tell me that he wanted me to do something. And I was kind of giving a little pushback. It was about a cover choice I had made for the, the publication that they put out that I was editor-in-chief of. And I said, yeah, you have to understand my reasoning here. And he's like, don't do it again. <laughs> There's no passive-aggressive. There wasn't even not any aggressive. It was like he just, this is not a discussion. You know, I'm a CEO. I got a lot of things to think about. I don't want you doing this again. And that's, that's, that's the name of the game. And I, I was like, okay, okay. I, I, it, it took me a while to hear, but I finally, I finally heard. And I appreciated the aggression, uh, aggressive aggression. Um, but usually it's not been that it's been people who are political animals who are trying to do some work around because they are loath to go, to go at loggerheads with you. Um, so it, it, it's a horrible way. It's an amusing way. If you don't care about the person, it's a horrible way. If you're doing real business and you care about either the person or the, or the task at hand. Well, one of the things that I've noticed too, is that in Seattle, where I've spent, yeah. you know, was born and spent a lot of my career, people generally are very, very conflict averse. I mean, mm-hmm. just across the board. Like in, mm-hmm. I, I figured this out because my first time I was in a job in advertising, I was running new business for a big agency, and my best friend ran the studio. And you know, she's from New York. I'm second generation Italian. We would mm-hmm. argue, and we argued. We would yell at each other, mm-hmm. and it was nothing. We were best friends, and people mm-hmm. would get so upset. I mean, I thought they were going to cry. They'd be like, Stephanie and Joanna fighting. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And people kept walking out. And we're like, what is the matter with you right now? It's 3 o'clock in the morning. We've got a pitch. We're cranky. We had to go outside in order to have an argument. We had to leave the building because people would get so afraid. Right, you know? right, and right. so I think the challenge with that is that you know these people, I think, are conflict-averse. Mm-hmm. And conflict avoidant. And I think, and I just want to explore that for a second, because I think what's interesting is that they think these people, whether they're leaders or mid-management, they think mm-hmm. they're good people. Yeah. And they talk about like, my team's like a family and we can all talk <laughs> to each other, you know, that kind of thing. And they're very relationally oriented. And I think yeah. they don't recognize how damaging it can be to be conflict averse. So have you, I can think of multiple situations where there was a person in the team who was not doing their job and the boss knew it. We all knew it, but the boss would not take the steps to address it, either put them on a performance plan, fire them, or even just address it. It Mm -hmm. kept going on. I've seen that with um, senior folks who are drug addicts, Mm-hmm. Nobody mentions the fact that they are like yep. I all day yep. at work. I've yep. noticed it with sexual harassment that's supposed yep. to be quote unquote teasing that's yep. never addressed. And some of these yep. things, they're actionable, right? But the boss has this idea of like, well, he's a good guy. I'm sure he doesn't mean it. I don't want to rock the boat. And I don't think people <laughs> recognize how damaging that can be. Have you ever had a situation where there's been that kind of like broken window person 
on a team that you're working with and nobody in in leadership will address it? Yeah, yeah. But usually there's been there's been um, something that you touched on kind of briefly there. Usually it's been the case and I don't need to name any names, but in one instance, the, the people in question were having an affair. Um, and if you were in the know, uh, and not everybody was actually in the know, if you were in the know, you just knew to keep your mouth shut. It just, it just, it, it, there were people who did, were not in the know who were like, well, how come they get, you know, and they just hadn't really figured it out. And I, 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 I've, I mean, uh, you know, if you're an astute study of people, I felt like, look at them, look at them. You're not going to win this one. Just, you know find a new job or just what can I tell you? What can I t- tell you? You need to, you need to figure out what's going on here. So that's the only instance in which I've been exposed where um, the, the person, I mean, it wasn't as bad as some of the politicos back in the seventies who uh, had receptionists that were, couldn't type and they were hired as receptionists. It wasn't th- th- that bad, but it was clearly somebody who was underperforming or, or alternatively performing to a, a job that we didn't have. <laughs> you <Right>. know. Uh, <laughs> um, so, um, but, you know, if you're under congressional investigation for something else, which the boss was, you, you might find your attention kind of diffused. Uh, so uh, at that point, you just shrug. And when the exodus began, I kind of just left too. So... Well, and since people want to know um, like some specifics, so I've got three things to look at. If you are wondering okay. if you as a leader might be conflict averse or conflict avoidant and it might harm yeah. people, here are three things to check for. One, is there a person who reports to you with significant performance issues who has not been put on notice? Mm-hmm. They haven't had a review that addresses it. They haven't been in a performance plan and they haven't been fired. If not right now, has this happened to you in the past? Mm-hmm. Are you one of those bosses, and I know a few, who just can't fire anybody? Right? Also, I'd like to add, too, given this day and age, there have some people, the old expression, I think it was William F. Buckley who came up with it, and I don't know that's entirely not pejorative, but it is it, people who mal mal you. I've had been in places where people have not been fired because they scared the shit out of the people that, they, that could have fired them. It was just like, Yo, it's just easier to let dude be because they're, you know, they're afraid of workplace violence. So they let the guy stay, which is absolutely positively what not should not have been done. But this wasn't a large corporation, right. a, a much smaller house. So, But for whatever reason, and the second one is, have you had a team member be really surprised when you delivered negative feedback? Like it's that mm. situation where there's a review, it's an annual review, the you know worker shows up thinking everything's great because they haven't heard peep negative since the last annual review, and they're mm. shocked because they hear something that's really significant that mm. the their boss has never told them, or it comes yeah, through right. HR, it comes through whatever, right? Yeah, there yeah, shouldn't yeah. be any of those kinds of surprises. If you have an, uh-huh. an issue, don't wait until the review. Actually, mm. you know, say the thing, and then the third mm. one. Do you gossip about your frustration with a person or people at work, but not tell the person directly? Mm-hmm. Right? There's a lot of times I will have to talk to clients about the difference between gossip and management. <laughs> and, and actually, that, that what, there was a difference. What? Yes, there is a difference. <laughs> well, there was an article in the Harvard Business Review by a woman named Ann Sugar, who says that a telltale sign of passive aggressive passive aggression in a boss is one who avoids giving you direct critical feedback, but complains about you to others or indirectly undermines or ignores your work. 
right? right? And and I think, I mean, the difference, I can tell you the difference between gossip and managing. Mm-hmm. Managing, you are talking about a third person to another person with the idea mm-hmm. of helping that person. So I might say to you, if you and I are peers, I might say to you, hey, you know, I've really noticed that Bill has been mm. has been struggling. He's just not been getting stuff done. Is there anything going on with him that I should know before mm-hmm. I does he have anything happening at home that he's mentioned? Anything I should know before I go and address this with him? Mm. Which is very different than I cannot believe it. Bill still did not get his his job done every single wow. time. He is the laziest da 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 da. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know what that sounds like. And I think that yeah. I think that too often when people have that frustration and they feel like they can't address it. They can't Mm -hmm. put it Mm -hmm. anywhere. It'll come out in gossip. And I think that's Mm -hmm. something that if you are a leader doing that, Mm -hmm. please stop. And if you are a leader where you see all that kind of gossip, that's a red flag. That's something to acknowledge that people are not being direct with one another. And you might need to look at some way to change that. You know, it makes me think that there was, they had done a long-term study from Ivy Leagues and they wanted to see the, the, which people had um, 5, 10, 15 years after graduation from schools that they paid a lot of money to go to, which people had a return on their investment that was significant. Like, could you categorize it? Were these, you know, uh, uh, students, uh, are, were these students uh, uh, have parents were professors? Were they legacy? Were they, you know, they went through all the different groupings. Were they, you know, black? Were they Asian? Were they Latino? They just went through all the groupings and they found the group that consistently did better at every single measure measurement point from five years to 10 years to 15 years out, the people, the grouping that significantly did better had as part of their portfolio, some sort of active involvement in athletics, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, which is where you don't find it, it, There's not a lot of passive aggressiveness. It's like, if, if you are a team member and you are not pulling your weight, you imperil the, 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 the you know, the health and functioning of the entire team. So you learn to get deliver bad news quickly, effectively, and not to, uh, uh, in order to enable a player and not to, uh, disable a, a player. So I, I thought, I thought that was an interesting study because, you certainly, you know, having known some football players at Stanford, I, I would not have made that claim uh, necessarily. But uh, of course, you know, this is for averages and done over the course of time. Um, and I, I, so in my mind, then I have to say that people who are not comfortable delivering this information, who are gossiping and not managing, or or maybe I could be this is a gross generalization, but it could be that they have no active background in sports, you know, uh, from whether it's peewee league soccer or something where the group has to function well, right? So well and I think too, I mean I think that a lot of the reason I have the career that I have is that I went to an all girls high school and played mm-hmm. sports the entire time. Right. right? And then maybe that's part of it. So we promised to do this, and I want to go ahead and do this. Last time you said that you were a conflict averse boss. That you yeah, had, I had, had, I done, had. Tell me more about that. That I I had the experience that the first after I left the place where uh, where I thought that the the couple was having the the affair, and then there was an under underperforming portion of the couple. I um, I started a job where my first job task was to fire somebody and uh, I must have been 26 and the guy who I put in charge of firing was uh in his 50s and dude started crying in in the middle of it and you know had a family and a wife and then told us it's gonna be hard for him to get a job 
And I, I was clearly the bag man on this. They they were afraid to do it. They knew this guy for months and months and years before I showed up. They were like, give it to the new guy. He's got no skin in this game, whatever. So at this point, I, I said, well, you know, all right, so now I'm a, a manager. That was unpleasant. Don't want to do that, you know, um, or do it that in that same way again. Um, so I started to say when I was doing the men's fashion magazine in Los Angeles, so now I have a team of 30, 35 people. And what I lived in deathly fear of was people giving me bad news, right? So I was a type of secondary boss you su- suggested where I, I'm, I was there but not there. <laughs> you know, it's like the, 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 the Matt Groening's nine types of bosses. I was the unknown uh, in my office, corner office, with the door closed, working. And they said, look, you can't, you got to be a great, okay, okay, leave a door open and start to interact more. And that's when I became the passive aggressive boss. Oh, I'm having problems with my boyfriend. I got to move out. I was going to do it this Friday, leave a little bit early. Could you put a, it needs to be done today because I need to take it to the printer. Tell you what, you go handle the thing with your boyfriend I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll stay late. I'll miss my flight. I can book another flight. You go ahead and take care of you. Now, at the time, I really meant that, right? I really, I I genuinely meant that. Um, However, two hours into my screwed up Friday night, I was like, you know what? That's, and I thought, you know, this is the peril with this because ultimately, if I had to do this too many more times, she was going to find herself in a position where, what am I paying you for? Why am I paying you to do your job? And I could have probably been more more direct about it. I didn't make that my modus operandi, but that was my modus operandi when faced with a situation in which I should have said, is there something that we could do? Can you, after you'd handle this moving thing on Friday, can you come back Friday night? Can Is there some way we could delegate to get this done? That is without me doing it. There was probably a more effective way to handle it. But between those two, just hammer, you got to go, uh, bro, or, you know, I'll do it all. There's a comfortable, there's a comfortable midway where you can express very real concern and, you know, that you have a real life. I got that and maybe doesn't coordinate with the job all the time. And then being able to communicate, I really need this done so I don't have to do it because that's why I pay you. So um, it's a delicate balance, and I can understand that uh, if you're a boss, it might be exhausting. But the the benefits and the dividends that it pays are worthwhile. You'll have people who will who will stick with you till the very end. You know, to death do you part. So something to think about. And I think too, you know, the notion of uh, so many people are burnt out right now. Mm-hmm. And that if you can say directly what it is that you need to communicate, yes. it can really cut down on burnout, right? You don't have yeah. to be the martyr and take on somebody else's work. You don't have yeah. to think about it over and over again. You can yeah. just say to them, actually, I do need you to do whatever, right? Yeah. And that that a lot of times being even just being conflict averse yourself, it mm-hmm. makes more work for you. More yeah. mental energy yeah. spinning around than just saying the thing. Although I do yeah. also want to acknowledge that you know, there's been a number of circumstances in my career where I have been brought in specifically to fix something that is broken. Right. And often I go in, I look around and I'm like, here are the things that are broken and we need to now fix them. And I always try to be professional. I always try to be kind, but Mm -hmm. things, you know, like this is why the business is failing. If you want it not to fail, do these things. And inevitably there is a period of time in the fixing where people say to me or about me that I'm a bitch. (laughs) <laughs> and it, it gets exhausting. 
You know, it's yeah. exhausting. It's like, I'm, I'm, I know how to do this thing. That's why you've hired me to do this thing. And I think I just want to name that, that in saying, Hey, just, you know, be direct, go out and talk about things. And that's a much more effective way to lead. All of that is true, but also recognize that, you know, it, there is a Scylla and Charybdis, right? There is that yep. potential for you to have that extra um, societal attitude come at you if you're a woman. So, it, or it, not, not even, I mean, there was a time when I had an underperforming, uh, 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 guy on my team and he was right out of college and I could see that his understanding of how editorial work was framed probably from TV, you know, the Mary Tyler Moore show that somebody walks into the room and says something funny and somebody else says something funny and they're chewing a bagel and they get some coffee and that's the work day. So he wasn't producing any work. He was a great guy to have around the offices, you know, hell fellow well met. Uh, but finally, I, I said, hey, look, I need you to do this and this and stuff wasn't getting done or this and this. And then finally, I said, look, we got to make some cuts. Could you cut? I got to, you know, come to the office. And I explained to him what I needed him to do and what I needed. And that time when I told you I needed you to stay and you very specifically didn't stay. And I just I had it listed it down on a piece of paper because I know what it's like to we talked about this before you, he's like, yeah, I know. And the problem is I'd been generally a very direct guy as a boss, a very nice guy, you know, direct, I help out if you want. And, uh, but you know, there was confusion about the fact this was really a workplace. So I said, so you got to go, we're, we're, we're done. We're, you know, you, uh, we're, we'll list you as laid off so that you can get unemployment, but you're, you know, this is your last day. And I probably should have had HR do it, but it was a big corporation and the VP told me, no, you handle it. So, um, and he just sat there and stared at me <laughs> and I explained a few different ways what was happening. And I don't believe he said an entire word to me the whole time. And I'm trying to be a nice guy and I'm getting, I'm getting, so do you have anything to say? And he didn't nod or really blink. He just kept staring at me. And then finally I just had had it, you know, cause I'm thinking in my head, the wheels of work are churning. And when you deal with a, a publication, that's not digital. You got deadlines to meet or you lose your slot. I got, I said, so you gotta go like now out now, out now, out of the building. I gotta, I gotta get back to work. And, uh, and he did so. And uh, it's in a weird turn. I've never heard hide or hair of him since. Like not in any professional setting. I haven't heard that the guy has become a, a monk or anything. He just like he never and so much so that I've started to question whether or not he really existed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim. Hey, you know what? Speaking of, I wanna just yes. I wanna make sure we have time for you to do your fire me section. First calling out that last time we met, you said that there was gonna be a layoff at Microsoft and HoloLens and you were right. A few days afterwards, I sent you the article from the Seattle Times. So yeah, what have you got I, for I, us this week? I tell you, my news is good. You know, you can, you can bet on it. I'm not horses, but you can bet on I'm not giving you. I'm not giving people slop here. If I'm giving, it's vetted. So um, uh, fire me. The segment this week is David Solomon from Goldman Sachs, who for the life of me can't see, for the life of him, can't seem to get out of his own way. I mean, okay, they had the massive layoffs. David Solomon, also known as DJ Solomon, he has got a, uh, apparently a thriving career. And um, again, unforced error had to come out, say, I don't know who he was saying it to and the benefit, but somehow he said to somebody who had a tape recorder running or a pen working. And he said that uh, I think he said that uh, he regrets not firing more people sooner. Um, and and in a situation where 
I mean, the, the curtain has been pulled back in a situation where people are complaining about him and his leadership. Um, this is a nice, don't look here, look there. I don't know necessarily that, that that's going to work because it comes across tonally in this day and age as callous, uncaring. And when you got a, when you got a career that involves playing crappy internet music, to people high on ecstasy, you might tread lightly. So, uh, I don't. I don't really know how he's expected that to play out. But uh, yeah, he gets the fire me award for last week. Where I should have. I should have caused more misery. I didn't cause enough. I mean, look, you know, you you do you, Mr. Solomon. But uh, you got to know. For those of us, he's like, hey, I'm taking a salary cut this year. Turns out he's getting 25 mil. You got to know they had revolutions over this very thing, sir. You know, Bastille Day is not a fantasy. So uh, good luck to you. You keep being you. But this is this is just a bad, bad look. Yeah. All right. I'm going to just end with a couple of suggestions for Anna. If you have if you have a passive aggressive boss, we've been talking about if you are the passive aggressive leader, just a couple quick things. First, make sure it's real and not just a difference in communication styles. If it's real, then they're doing it just to you, maybe one other person, (laughs) but not to everybody else, which makes a difference. Second, try to gain clarity. Ask questions. Can you help me understand why you gave the resources that John needed, but I didn't get the resources that I needed? Um, Try and get things in writing after a one-on-one. Thanks so much for the one-on-one time. I just want to confirm what we talked about. Again, keep records. Mm -hmm. And then ask for feedback frequently. Can I have some feedback? Anything you'd like me to improve to try to wear them down? So those are the the possibilities. And then the last one is if you're in a large organization, try to build relationships within within the rest of the company. So try to network outside of your team. Get some other people who are senior who can figure out that you're good at what you're doing because you know that there's probably gossip behind you. And the best thing that can have happen is if your boss is saying something negative and another leader who's a peer says, actually, I had a great experience working with her. She's super. So make sure that there's some of those some of those opportunities. And um, as always, please get in touch with us. You can reach us in the comments section at any of the places that you are consuming this content, or you can write us at WTF at Bad Boss Brief. <laughs> WTF at Bad Boss Brief. I will personally read that. Give us story ideas, ask us questions. We're happy to answer questions <clears throat> there. And join us next time where we're going to talk about the addict boss. <laughs> Okay, thanks very much. Take care, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bad Boss Brief with your hosts, Eugene S. Robinson and Stephanie Payrollo. You can check out more of their work by visiting consigliera.substack.com for Stephanie and Eugene S. Robinson.substack.com for Eugene. You can also find Eugene at Mr. Sleep 3, that's the number 3, on Instagram. Send us your questions or comments to WTF at BadBossBrief.com. And be sure to join us right here on your favorite podcast platform for more insights every other week. Until next time, don't be an asshole at work. 